Hi, this is Bob Wells here, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. This is the show where we hear about people's interests and uncover some fascinating stories at the same time. I hope you enjoy today's show. Hello, and welcome to Undercurrent Stories. I'm Bob Wells. In today's show, I am delighted to be joined by Katie Jones. Katie is a fitness trainer and nutrition advisor and owner of Sweat & Glow, a fitness consultancy in West Sussex. With her professional, motivating and fun sessions, Katie has been receiving many rave reviews from her clients. Katie's goal is to enable her clients to become happier and healthier in the long term, and this is achieved through a combination of exercise and nutritional advice. In today's show, Katie will also share some of her knowledge and advice so that we too can benefit from her experience, particularly if we're looking to make some lifestyle changes. Hello and welcome to the show, Katie. Hiya, Bob. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on. It's great to have you on. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, just just before we talk about things, how, how's, how's COVID affected things? Obviously, you know, there's been a lockdown over the last six months and, and um, you know, has the fitness centre remained open or have you had to close? How, how's it worked? Yeah, so... I suppose thinking back to March time when obviously lockdown happened and I remember thinking to myself that I was just really proud of Sweat and Glow which is obviously my business and my private studio because it was the most busiest it's ever been and um, I just thought yeah I've really got it at a level now that I'm really happy with and you know I had a few new clients coming in but all of my group sessions were pretty much maxed out and um yeah it's really really busy and then lockdown happened and because of the government they're just um regulations i had to obviously shut the studio so that was a bit of a bummer but um but i sort of shut for about two weeks and then one of my clients said should we do a um session over facetime so i was like oh yeah sure so i just tried it and it literally was perfect. She had a kettlebell, some dumbbells, a mat, not too much equipment, but it no. still worked exactly the same. So that sort of opened up the virtual door to me. Yeah. And um, I then spread it to a lot of my other clients and to the people that came to the group sessions and they were all up for it. So um, it was just a lot more convenient for some of my clients who maybe have kids or busy jobs and who, you know, people working from home, they could just do an hour with me in their lunch breaks and then go straight back to work again without having to get into the car and travel to the studio. So actually it was perfect. And now obviously the regulations have been relaxed a bit. Um, I think about 70% of my clients have still stayed virtual. So, um, so yeah, it's actually been, you know, that part of it's been good. Um, I have lost a few clients due to now I've, I've actually gone 100% virtual and some people don't want to do that just because they like the social aspect of it, getting out the house, yes. you know, having a few minutes away from the kids. So it sort of didn't really um, appeal to them. So, you know, I did lose them, but that's okay. Um, I went back as soon as the government said that we could train outside, I went back to doing that um, two days a week during the summer but because see the weather's getting a bit worse now yeah. and um, I am actually pregnant so I'm quite oh, right. high risk so, oh, congratulations. so yeah <laughs> thank you so I haven't actually gone back to opening the studio up when all the gyms reopened just because 
it just wasn't worth the risk in my eyes so yeah. that's the reason I have gone 100% virtual now but um but that's okay I'll just keep you know going on and then hopefully next year I can reopen it again but um yeah just very strange times isn't yeah, it it is yeah no that's great to hear how, how you've adapted your business however before yeah. we talk about fitness and nutrition can, can you just give us a bit about you and your journey and how you became a personal trainer please yeah of course so I suppose thinking back it really stemmed from um my days at school I've always been super sporty had the best PE teacher she was called Mrs Cuffin and she was a little Welsh lady and I just loved her so much and um because of her um see her training her teaching I joined all the sports teams netball tennis badminton I was very good at athletics and long distance running um and that just sort of came naturally to me so um then obviously I went on to do GCSE and A level PE which I sort of just sailed through I didn't find it hard at all so thought of you know that sort of um I thought was was going to be my passion because of that um so then um, I actually finished school and then I was enrolled in Leeds University to do a nursing degree um, because I loved being around people um, of quite a caring nature, um, you know, the whole social aspect of it and um, just hearing people's stories and, you know, helping people just really appealed to me. So I did actually um, apply to Leeds to get in, to do nursing. Yeah. However, a couple of weeks before um, they mentioned to me that all the nurses are um, basically really apart from the whole Leeds Uni and it was all very separate and me being what 19 years old and wanting a bit of uni life just made a split decision to <laughs> then um, change my degree to um, nutrition food and nutrition which I don't think my dad was too pleased about but actually looking back I'm really happy that I did do that because see food exercise and nutrition go hand in hand um, and a lot of PTs around don't actually have nutrition knowledge because it's not actually part of the um the syllabus no it it, it does yeah I've, i've noticed it is quite unique that isn't it yeah it is and you know that's helped me um after i was qualified to get jobs in um you know where i did because of that aspect because i had that nutrition under my belt so um so yeah i thought that would be a good idea absolutely loved the course um then graduated and um went to premier training in london so it's in finsbury park and did my level two and three qualification um and my spinning instructor qualification as well um and whilst i was there i met this girl who um who worked at this gym called gym box i don't know if you've heard of them in london but they're a big chain and yeah yeah, they're quite quite well known so i started working there um and worked there for about nine months but then sort of thought hang on a sec this isn't the London lifestyle I thought it was really really early hour uh, you know early hours so getting up at four being there by half five oh, right. um being free all all during the day because obviously you're not working because everyone yeah. else is working and then picking it up again at, in the evening and I just found that although I loved it and I got really good experience from it it just you know all my friends had moved to London and I just wasn't really seeing anybody because um yeah I was working when everyone wasn't working um so then I decided to change um 
my route and go down the accounting route. Apart from exercise, I always loved numbers oh, and right. finance. And yeah. yeah, it's just been another thing I've always loved to do. So I yes. thought I, I got a bookkeeping job um, in central London and did that for about three years. Um, but then apart my second job that I had, it was in for Soho House in London. And as a part of the um, the package, I got this really cheap gym membership at um, this lovely gym called Third Space, which is just probably the most perfect gym I've ever been a member of. And over time, I sort of befriended all the PTs and everyone who was taking the classes and other members and sort of based my whole day around going to this gym because I loved it and then sort of the penny dropped and I was like right it's time to this is sort of my my passion and me and my husband were moving out of London at the time moving back down south where I'm from um and then that's when I found I sort of saw a gap in the market down here because it's a very unsaturated market down where I live there's you know hardly any classes um you know it's just really David Lloyd's um body pumps you know standard things so I thought right I'm going to bring everything that I've learned up in London down to where I am now and Yes, um, opened up my own studio, so never looked back. Really, that was three years ago. So, um, yeah. Oh, that's that's great. And and the uh, the company or your your own studio is called Sweat and Glow. Yes, Sweat and Glow. So, um, yeah, it's a little private studio right on the beach um, down here. Oh, it's actually on the on the beach. Yes, right on the beach, oh, um, which is quite nice for clients, especially when they're winding down off their sessions. They can look out yeah. to the sea and it's very relaxing. So sort of in between Brighton and Portsmouth area. Is, is that Chichester? Yeah, it's, well, it's near to Chichester. It's sort of, um, it's in East Preston. So it's yeah. about 20 minutes away from Chichester. Yeah. Right in the south of England. That, that must be um, rare, very inspirational for the people that are coming along to work out with you. Yeah, exactly. And it's um it is a nice area, you know, as yeah. I said, yeah, on the beach and um people can either just walk up to the studio or I think with the nicer weather down here as well, it is a little bit more active than sort of maybe up north and um yeah, people are more willing to, to exercise really, I yeah. find. And and talking about the pe- the people that come to your studio, what what sort of clients do you have? Oh gosh, so all shapes and sizes, I'd say. <laughs> um, most, I'd say about eighty percent of them are um, are female. Yeah. Um, and you know, it, sort of, I suppose most of them are mums who are either postpartum or you know, kids have just gone to school and you know they suddenly got their their time back. So, um, yeah, most of them want to come for that reason. Yeah. Um, or injury to um to. Uh, injury recover recovery um so because i'm quite individual and obviously you know every pt should give bespoke sessions and um because of that if someone comes to me with a shoulder injury then i can you know create them a program around how to rehab uh, rehab their shoulders and all that sort of thing otherwise it's just people wanting a social experience because you know a lot of people just come go come for a good chat i think do they is it always one-to-one 
Um, I do one-to-ones mostly, and then I hold two classes a week, um, one circuit one, and then one called Meta Sweat. So it's like a hit style workout yeah. that in, uh, that was inspired by a class I used to do in London. So, um, so yeah, a little bit different. Um, and I also give nutritional guidance um, before I start training anybody as well, which is again sets me away from from a lot of the PTs yeah. down here. Yeah. So, so anybody who comes to you, um, they also get that nutritional advice at the beginning of their session or beginning yeah, of their program. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens is, um, yeah, they contact me. I get them in the studio straight away for sort of an hour consultation. We go through um, their current lifestyle. Um, you know, we sort of look to set smart goals. So um, little goals um, that they can set for themselves. They can measure themselves. They're realistic. Um, and they're sort of little stepping stones to making those long-term lifestyle changes. So, um, you know, for example, you know, it doesn't have to be all nutrition and exercise. It's how much sleep do you get a day, uh, get a night, you know, how much water you're drinking during the day, how are you managing your stress levels, all those sorts of things we talk about, um, giving a really individual sort of experience. Um, And, um, yes, we set the goals. And then also I spend about half an hour just going through some real basics of nutrition because sometimes I feel like people know what to eat, yeah. but they don't actually know why they're eating it. So I think when you have that deeper understanding, um, it really helps. Um, and I also give a free protein shake as well at these consultations. Oh, so, right, um, a free protein shake. Yeah, oh, right. yeah, a free protein shake. Then when, whenever they get to 10 sessions, they yeah. get another one. So I always oh, give people my recipes. Yeah. Um, so they can make them at home and um, I also make treats of the week as well so I have a big jar in the studio and um, you know make some healthy treats so after their sessions they can help themselves so, and so again, no, no, pint, no pints of beer or glasses of bubbly no <laughs> no nothing like that more like sweet potato brownies and and yeah. healthy energy balls yeah. Um, but but yeah I find that's quite nice because it gives some something for them to work for Oh, that's um, but yeah I am I do stress to people though I'm very different to most PTs you know I don't weigh my clients I don't get them to count calories um, and I really stress that you know that number on the scales doesn't determine your progress and I think so many PTs um, you know they they stress the weight they stress the calorie the the food cutting cutting some food groups out and that's just not a sustainable way to live in my eyes so no. what I really try to instill is how to balance you know your lifestyle as a whole yeah. because you know if you're going to cut a food group out you're going you're going to cut out something you love firstly that's not very enjoyable but what happens when you in, you know introduce them back in again you know it creates that yo-yo effect so yeah. usually people go to PTs lose all the weight or you know go on these diets lose all the weight which is great but then as soon as they go back to you know eating that food again or stepping away from the gym or their PTs they they gain it again so I just wanted the understanding to be deeper um which is why obviously we go into it um, in a lot more detail with with the nutrition because now as we know nutrition is 80 percent of reaching our goals and really exercise is just 20 percent yeah it's all about the food so um they always say abs are made in the kitchen and and they really are you know all to do with what we put in our bodies so so a lot of that focus then is, is on the nutrition side 
yeah well, that's absolutely yeah. so much that is on the nutrition side you've got to think you know if we're filling our bodies with you know good quality whole food energy that our body can actually use yeah. then you know it'll be able to carry out all our bodily functions you know easily like how they're supposed to do but if you're constantly filling your body with toxic food you know saturated fats processed foods your body's going to be busy trying to you know cope with all this rather than and yeah rather than everything that it's supposed to do so you know that's when people gain weight easily they're lethargic all the time they don't have you know they're tired as soon as they wake up things that we you know we should be bouncing out of bed jumping out and getting on with our daily lives with ease but if you're eating a bad diet then you're not giving your body the energy that it needs then that's when things start to suffer yeah no it sounds like you're very enthused by by your work what what do you like most about your work um i'd say it's got to be my client i'm really lucky i've only had one client who we just haven't seen what eye to eye and and by the end of the first block we sort of mutually said but you know that has just been so rare i've just absolutely loved everyone that i've trained and i love seeing their um you know their journey over time and you know their their progression and their fitness journey so you know I love that aspect of it and the rapport and the trust that you know does stem from seeing people two or three times a week um lots of people say I have a hairdresser role in that you know it gets a few sessions in and people just start opening up and and you know the exercise and the fitness is one thing but it's also it's also a set, like sort of a therapist role. They, so, so yeah, really... so you're also um, getting into the realms of mental health, perhaps. Yes, exactly that. And you know, I can really notice that I haven't seen clients for a while or spoken to them. You know, especially virtually. I, you know, I speak, you know, ring them on Monday morning, and we won't start for about twenty minutes because they just want to tell me what they've been up to or what problems or you know their arguments they've had with their partners or something. Oh, really? And yeah, and you know, I'm like, right, we need to get training now but that's just you know what happens over time and I really love that because you know they obviously really trust me and everything um so yeah that's really nice I love the early mornings I've got to say I'm a massive that I am an early bird I like to get up and out so you know that that really appeals to me I think when you're actually passionate about working out and about living well then that's it's easier to do your job I can't really call it a job at the end of the day because that's so I love it so much. So, yeah. yeah, that's quite nice. So your your business is, is uh, in West Sussex in England. Um, yes. And obviously people, they, they not everybody has a personal trainer or perhaps isn't willing to be, you know, isn't willing to start going to a personal trainer. But but what have, what sort of bits of advice would you give listeners for, pe- you know, people wanting to improve their health, Katie? Yes. So I that's a big it, question, isn't it? I know. Yes. <laughs> So I think, um, you know, it's important to know that there's not, you know, one one magic answer. There's not there's not one, you know, magic pill or magic tea or, you know, a fad diet that's going to work. So it's all, always important to remember that there's not just one answer that fits all. You know, everyone's different. Everyone's got different needs. So um, you're really looking at yourself and, you know, looking at your day to day lifestyle and, looking what's realistic and you know setting those goals and 
being realistic, realistic what you can achieve really yeah. um so knowing that that there's no quick fix and you know that consistency is everything so you know some people come to me and say right i need two weeks to fit into this dress or i've got a holiday in a week what can we do and i'm like sorry no that's just that's not what i'm about i'm about long-term you know lifestyle changes rather than a quick fix so it's really really important to know that and also just to be kind to yourself you know it's not like i say realistic to say right i'm not going to have chocolate ever again i'm going to work out seven days a week um i'm going to get 10 hours of sleep a night even though i've got children that you know that's just not being kind it's just setting yourself up to fail so first of all just you know set some little goals you know so you know can I drink a little bit more water during the day? So that water is a massive thing. Um, yeah. It's probably one of the first things I talk about with my clients. I actually give all, all my clients a water bottle. It's probably only about 500 ml, but I say to them, right, two bottles in the morning, two bottles in the afternoon. That's easy then. It's measurable and, you know, that's two litres. Yeah. Ideally, I'd want a little bit more than so, two so litres. A couple, but, so what you're saying yeah. is a couple of litres a day plus plus your normal beverages like tea and coffee, etc. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything. Yeah more than that as a bonus so water is a massive thing looking at exercise you know are you doing exercises that you enjoy there's no point joining a gym if you hate them there's no point running if you hate running it's finding something that you actually enjoy doing it and then you're more likely to keep going with it so you know again that's an individual thing but um also i you know hear a lot of people they do maybe a half an hour hit exercise or you know an hour with me in the morning but then they sit down for the rest of the day and you know and only see them twice a week so what that two hours of exercise and then they're sedentary for the rest of the day so you know even though that's great that you have come turned up to that session i always stress the importance of just moving more throughout the day what about just walking is that good? Walking's perfect, yeah. You know, it gets the heart rate up, it mobilizes the joints, you know, it's less impact on the joints than it is than running. So if you do suffer from, you know, knee injuries or, or whatever, you know, it's absolutely obviously it's gonna take you longer to do that, you know, the circuit or that you're you know, you maybe do running, but that's fine. Walking's perfect. Yeah. But you know, you've got to enjoy walking, you know, to to, to do it to do it, I suppose. So well, I yeah, think- really stress that you enjoy something. I've, I've, I don't know about you, Katie, but I've noticed in my village in south lincolnshire in england i've noticed a lot of um people during the lockdown seem to have taken up walking yes i know where i live at the moment it's a little town called arundel and it is really tiny but during lockdown it was packed i mean you could it was a bit scary because obviously you want to try and you know stay away from a lot of people but i think everyone just took everything outside um you know even people who weren't really outside before that everyone just sort of fled didn't they to um doing running or walking outside but it's so important i've also just stressed this again through winter to try and do some exercise outside you know getting your vitamin d um especially for people who live in England, it's actually quite hard during the winter. So if we supplement, (laughs) yeah, supplementation for for all, I'd say, through winter. But, you know, it's very important to to get outside because, you know, that change in temperature, it's not actually good for our bodies to stay warm all the time. You know, our immune system will actually suffer. Whereas if you go into some cold environments, sort of like the reasoning behind why people go into plunge pools, um, you know, it's really, really good shocks the system and it, 
gets those immune set immune cells you know working efficiently so yeah i will say exercising outside is very important yeah i've got a friend who has a has a cold shower every morning yeah i do i do as well what, every I, morning I make it yeah, I sort of go from the hot and then right at the end, I'll, I'll turn it cold. And that for that very reason, last February, I tried to um, start up a, a, a crazy group where we'd meet on the beach and just sort of run uh, full speed into the sea because that shock is so good. And it's actually what the Happy Pair Brothers do. I don't know if you follow them. Are they the Irish guys? Them. Yeah, the Irish guys. Yeah, I've yeah. heard of them. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're amazing. We should definitely follow them on Instagram because, I mean, their recipes and their sort of um, way of life is just something to really admire. But um, they get a group together and they just go into the sea every day exactly for that reason. It's anti-aging. It's great yeah. for our immune system. So, yeah, loads of benefits there. Well, I'll, I'll, um, I'll, put, a note, I'll put a note to the Pear Brothers on the um, – did you say Pear Brothers? Um, it's the happy pair. The happy pair. Yeah, I'll put a note pair. in the show notes on that, Katie, so people can yes, have a look definitely. at some of their, some of their They're stuff. They're good ones for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apart from exercise and um, exercise and water, obviously food's very, very important. So I'd say 80% you know, of the time you want to be eating well. And when I say eating well, it's you know whole food. So you know, I'm quite plant-based. I'm about 90% plant-based. So, yeah. um, but I would never push that on anybody. But, you know, the more plant-based you eat, the more plants you're going to be eating. So the yeah. more fiber you're going to be getting in at the end of the day. And fiber, I must stress, is so so important for us you know as a nation we are massively deficient in fiber but it's you know massively yeah we are and it's massively um uh dependent on our gut health so um so you know i don't know if you know much about gut health but it's a massive topic in in uh, the nutrition world at the moment i I don't i don't know an awful lot about it i do know that as you said the western diet tends to be sort of fairly you know it doesn't have a lot of fiber Process. in it um, but yeah, every exactly. time that people so, mention every time people mention gut health they talk about sauerkraut yes sauerkraut. it's supposed to be very it's good fermented food then yeah so fermented foods are great because um obviously they've got the the bacteria so yeah. you know gut health is all about the good and bad bacteria um in our gut and obviously we want to um make the good bacteria flourish um and um therefore our gut health will increase and you know one of these things is either um fermented foods like sauerkraut or um you know kombucha is a massive thing at the moment but one of the easiest ways to do that is to increase your fruit and vegetable intake and your diversity of plants that you uh, that you eat yeah. um a really another a great other guy that i really recommend you check out he's called dr will um he's called dr b but he's called dr will i can't actually pronounce his surname but he's just like he calls himself dr b so he's just created brought out this book called fiber fueled um and it's got an exploding kiwi on the front but if you just type in um the plant proof podcast on you know your podcast app um, he has about three or four um, interviews there, and he is just mind-blowing. So oh, well, I'll, I'll, learn... yeah, I'll put that on the show notes as well, Katie, so yeah. people can look at that. So it's called, um, he's called Dr. Will. It's like Bushwitch, but I can't really pronounce no. it. But, a long um, name. Yeah, a long name. yeah. 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 I, I must admit, exactly. my ears pricked up a little bit when you mentioned fermented. Um, and I was thinking yes. great grapes, perhaps fermented grapes, wine and beer. Oh, wine. <laughs> well, they say red wine because of the polyphenols um, yeah. actually has a benefit 
on our guts, but obviously just the one glass, Bob. So, yeah. you know, not, not loads of wine. So but, mo- moderation um, of alcohol is what you're saying. Moderation. Don't, don't necessarily absolutely. give it up, but moderation if you're a drinker. Yeah, more, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like I say, as many different fruit and vegetables as you can consume. You know, yeah. what I like to do is every food shop in the week, I'll um, I'll just put a different vegetable or a different fruit that I don't normally put in just to increase that diversity so every week you know you could just think right we normally have broccoli and peas every week so this time I'm gonna have a leek or I'm gonna buy a radish or you know anything and getting that diversity up that's what that's what makes your gut bugs grow so all the different types of gut bugs um, which will then obviously boost your microbiome and therefore you're in your gut health so yeah it's all about the um, diversity of plants that we eat it's a massive thing um, but then two other little things is just obviously minimizing alcohol um, that is very important um, in terms of our well-being um, and how we manage our stress and our sleep that is just you know sleep's where we recover so I you know I try and get about nine hours a night but I know that's not realistic for a lot of people but people underestimate the power of sleep and it it is very important for us I I think um, what I I found is is that if I if I'm watching a very sort of um, exciting traumatic television program or something um, I tend to sort of go to sleep a bit later so what I try and do now is I I just try and read a book and just gently go into sleep rather than getting all wound up and going to bed yeah that's perfect I've I've actually um given myself a cutoff now that after 8 p.m I just try not to look at my phone or any sort of social media yeah. or anything so I see the blue lights but yeah reading's really really good doing some um you know gentle breath work I don't know if you're into you know the meditation or, or some stretching like yoga um you know that's really really important um you know, and it can really aid aid sleep as well. So it's just sort of relaxing the mind and um, and aiding your sleep. I have some lavender um, lavender spray mist just next to my bed, so I always spray that on, and that helps me get off as well. But yeah, I've I've usually been pretty good with sleep. I think it's because I'm quite active during the day. But I mean, I'm off in the first like one or two minutes and just sort of hit the pillow. But a lot of people do struggle, um, yeah. and I think meditation's a really really good way to clear right. the brain. Yeah. Uh, Katie I think you've given us a great list of stuff there you know water exercise in extremes of temperature like cold get get into that then then your um food intake plenty of plenty of very important yeah look after your gut health um and and I think it's actually quite simple isn't it when you think about it exactly that's it and it's you know everyone thinks it's a massive minefield but actually eating well not not going for the I mentioned whole foods before but I don't know if you know what whole food is but I'll quickly explain it's just something with minimal processing so you know eating the bit from the animal that actually looks like it has done when it's come from the animal so minimal processing you know eating the foods exactly how they have been when they've harvested from the ground um you know, eating things if you're gonna buy something from the supermarket with less than five to seven ingredients you know anything much more than that it's going to be highly processed so just going for food in its natural state is going to be yeah so so beneficial um but yeah other than that you know moving water sleep rest and uh, managing stress as well 
So when the people come along to your classes and, and you've you've done the bit about food and nutrition, what what type yeah. is it what sort of exercises do they do? Is it stretching or, or push ups or Yeah, so that's a good question. I'm glad you asked that because um uh, a lot of people I don't know, I find a few of my friends, you know, they're great with, say, the cardio or, you know, they tick the cardio box or, or you know, they tick the yoga box. They're very mobile. Yeah. However, you know, they lack other places. So I always find it so important to tick all the boxes. I always say strengthen and lengthen. So, you know, resistance work is so, so important, especially as we, you know, we're growing older. And it's very important to maintain your bone and muscle mass, um, which we do generally really lose as we get older and you know you do that through resistance work so that's things like squats lunges compound movements um press-ups um you know anything where we're putting our muscles under tension that's yeah. you know what resistance exercise is and then i always um uh, combine it with some cardio so that maybe will be some um, treadmill sprints or or you know depending on your level or and um, burpees or jumping on the spot running on the spot anything like that to get the heart rate up yeah. um you know so i combine like that and also um mobility i mean i can't stress enough how important mobility is and actually i will actually say i reckon mobility is more important than the rest i think people come back from their runs or they come back from their exercise cast and they just don't stretch because you know I, I'm guilty of it and yeah. I actually encountered a very bad back injury because I think I just wasn't giving myself that time to um to sort of cool down afterwards yeah. but um you know people just can't be bothered and actually stretching is just so important so you know strengthening and lengthening yeah. and, and stre stretching stretching after exercise rather than before after exercise, you always do. You always want to do like a warm up, so yeah. lots of dynamic moves, and um, before you put your body under stress. So you know, again, that could be star jumps, running on the spot, um, you know, anything that mobilizes the muscles. Then obviously you want to do your strength section, or you know, whatever sort of workout you're going to do, and then afterwards you do some static stretches. That's when you hold the stretches for um, about thirty seconds, and um, you know, you let the muscle cool down. Let the lactic acid um flood out and you know make sure that you don't really ache in the morning yeah. basically so yeah. yeah mobility is very important because i always say move it or lose it so you know yeah. we've got to make sure that we keep nice and mobile so we don't seize up yeah so your business is in west sussex um yes and i was going to ask you how how people can find out where there's a personal trainer near them but but your um, way of doing things seems quite unique and, and I guess there must be one or two others around somewhere but yeah. in view of the fact that you're now doing stuff virtually I guess anybody in the world could contact you is that right? Yeah, for sure. So I've actually had um, quite a lot of people through my Instagram um, contact me. So yeah, Instagram, I'd say Instagram and Facebook have been really good for me, only because I, I don't know if you've seen, but um, my Instagram is sweat.glow and I've actually started up my own food blog. Oh, so that wasn't yeah it was sort of another way um for me to support my clients initially because i just wanted them to get inspiration um for you know what to eat so i always sort of upload um you know my breakfast lunch and dinner or something just in case right. they're stuck for some ideas so and also some home workouts i have um 
sort of uploaded there so you know just doing that over the three years my followers have grown um so and, and awareness so I have actually had a few people reach out to me over Instagram and Facebook um, but other than that it has really been just word of mouth and I think that's one of the best ways I think to, to get a good PT because there are a lot of bad ones out there I've got yeah. to say like and you can see it through or through their blogs or or, or I don't know I, I think I don't know I have I have a bit of a different approach yeah. um to, to other people but you know it, it, I think word of mouth is you can trust that source yes, of but, um, and, and talking about the um people that have had that have had bad experiences say um yeah. are there any recognized qualifications that personal trainers have that people should be aware of yeah so the pretty standard ones are um the level two and three so level two is the gym instructor yeah. and level three is the personal trainer so that is you know pretty standard um and but I, I think it's just something that just grows from experience you know the more times the more people that you meet and the more people you train then you just get better and better as with any profession yeah. but you know I just feel like you you will know if, when you meet that person they normally give you a free consultation or something and you know one of the examples I always go with one of my old clients she is um actually recovering alcoholic and um she's amazing she's just done so well so I've been training her for about three years but she told me that she went to this consultation with a personal trainer and you know immediately she was saying things like right we're doing these squats so that we can earn our glass of red wine or you know this is all for our uh, for our wine intake on the weekend and you know she just didn't read her clients she just didn't know any of her background Mm. and I just say you know you need to wait before you know I just think it's so important to really know your clients so um you know and I think you know you can really judge what sort of person someone's going to be so I'd say give them that consultation and then go from there but you, you, you should really tell if they're you know your sort of person or not yeah and and those um bits of advice you gave about you know the keeping fit and lots of water and everything so asking for a friend here what about people in their senior years is it the same for them can they still get fit yeah for sure i i always have a um i just think age, age is just a number so yeah. you know some I'm people might disagree with me yeah. yeah it really is you know i think people are very quick to blame age as you know a reason for why they're unfit or why they've gained weight yeah. um i have someone in mind when i say this but you know she's always saying well you know you're, you're a lot younger than i am or blah, blah. and i just think that yeah it's a quick a quick excuse so age has nothing to do with it some of their you know some of the fittest people um you know can still be you know they're well within their 50s or 60s um so yeah i yeah i really don't agree with that um but obviously you know injuries can occur as as you do get older so you know you just give people options my oldest client is 64 and um she's come to me she's got a bit of a bad back but she is just you know she does my group sessions and so some people in the group that are doing fat out burpees and box jumps, everything like that. And then I'll just put something next to it. So it's her option. And, you know, as long as you're just keeping moving, um, then, you know, that's the main the main thing. So as long as you yeah know, know the clients that are coming in and their abilities uh, or any injuries, then you, you'll be fine. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, oh, same applies, basically. That's reassuring. And, and so 
you've told us an awful lot about what you've done. You're obviously clearly very passionate about it. In in the yeah. is it three years you've had sweat and glow? Yeah, three in, years. In, in those three years, Katie, it might be a difficult one, but please have a go. What are you most proud I, of? What are you most proud of? Oh, being on Bob's podcast. <laughs> Apart from that, of course. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a massive thing. Um, no, so I'd say most proud of. I think initially when I moved down from London um, with my concept and my idea, you know, because London was an amazing eye-opener for me. It was sort of the time that all the healthy eating cafes had opened, the boot camp classes, boxing oh, yes. classes. There was, um, you know, the, the diversity of classes up there is fantastic. And, you know, and I made sure I went to every one before I left and sort of came down south where, again, yeah, like I said, the market's completely... Um, unsaturated and um, came down with my ideas and at that point I was pretty much plant-based so um, I wasn't really eating meat and coming in back down south with my family who are massive meat eaters not really into exercise um, I'm very different from the rest of my family and I just remember um, being laughed at um, not just by my family but just through a few people you know around this area they were laughing at you know I was making my energy balls I was making my I used to call them turmeric glow sticks and you know put made my Instagram blog and I don't know and I just feel like at that point it would be easy to you know go back to how I how I was but you know to go for a different path but I stuck it out because I knew that was my um, passion and you know and you just need to surround yourself by you know like-minded people which I think the fitness injury industry really does does do um and then you know three years later you know it was a slow it was a slow um growth as well of the company I initially only had about three or four people and it started yeah. from the garden and um they were sort of my core clients who are actually still with me now but um you know it, it, it does take time to grow but you just got to persevere and if it is your passion um you know and you're willing to do those early hours and late nights then you know it, it is amazing so yeah I think really just sticking with something if you're passionate about something you want to do something yeah. then you can do it so you've just you've clear, to, yeah you've clearly done that and yeah. you've got a very successful business and and probably even more important you've got a lot of very uh, happy people yeah exactly and you know I think a lot of my clients now I, I would just say that they're my friends so yeah you know it, and that's just when you see people that it's like people you work with you know you see them all the time and you know it's nice that now I've got that little community of yeah. um of you know like-minded people so, so if, yeah, if there's any anybody fun. listening who who sort of is toying with the idea of becoming a personal trainer what would you tell them i'd say um obviously like i mentioned before if, if it is your passion and you love it then go for it you know it is a hard industry to get into that there are a lot of pts so you know find out what part of the industry you love like mine is obviously the nutrition side of it that's what I absolutely loved and I tied it in with the benefits of exercise um so you know and then I've made my treats and I did my shake so maybe just do something which makes you stand out from the crowd a little bit yeah. um because you know there are lots of pts um you know n- make sure that you know that the early mornings and the late nights are you know they are relentless and you are working when other people aren't um and you know if you know, you're happy with all that then just just go for it 
Um, I'd also say, you know, make sure that you read and listen to your clients, like I mentioned before, the example um, with that lady. So, you know, really take a moment to understand your client's needs because they'll they'll know if you're, you know, if you're just treating everybody the same, then 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 they'll know. So make sure you give them that individual sort of um, experience and don't stop learning is another thing. You know, you know, you do your qualification, but you know, there's advancements all the time. That you know, how I ate when I came out of uni compared to how I eat now, even though I was studying a nutrition degree. Yeah. But I mean, what you know, what I've learned since then, and all the discoveries, gut health probably wasn't a massive thing back then, but now it is. You know, so you just got to keep listening to podcasts, keep reading, keep learning. Yeah, and um, that's what I'd say the best thing. Oh, well, that, that's great. And before we wrap up, are there, are there any? Obviously, you have a baby on the way. Um, yeah, baby on the way. Um, which is fantastic news. Um, what any any other current up and coming projects that you'd like to share with listeners? Yeah. So, um, yeah, at the moment, my well, my Instagram is sort of winding down a little bit, um, but that's obviously in preparation for baby. But post baby, I'm going to be doing a lot of pre and postnatal um, care and workouts and um you know kind of getting back on track afterwards no, nothing you know crazy you know, no. i think you you know there's always these six week workouts or six week programs where to get you back into the shape it won't be anything like that it will just be some easy workouts you can do at home or pelvic floor exercises or you know nutrition because obviously time's at the essence so you know easy things that you can follow so a lot of pre and postnatal work and also um as soon as i get my chance i'm going to be doing my yoga qualification so i'm going to call it sweat and flow sweat and flow (laughs) that's going to be yeah that will be my next venture as soon as i can obviously baby in mind but um but yeah so those are things in the uh in the distance Oh, well, that's great. Well, as, as I said before, I'll, I'll put all those links uh, to various people that you mentioned throughout the show on, on the show notes yeah. that you've got them. And I'll put links to your social media. Katie, it's been great having you on as a guest. Um, thank you very much. Perfect. Thanks so much, Bob. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. My thanks go to today's guest, Katie Jones. I think it's great how Katie combines her passion for fitness with her expert knowledge of nutrition and exercise and how she helps her clients have the opportunity to become healthier and happier. Also, I really liked how Katie talked about some simple lifestyle changes that we can all make to improve our lives, particularly around our diet choices, intake of water, adequate sleep and exercise. And we should start right now. You have been listening to Undercurrent Stories. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share the show link to your friends and family. And if you have 60 seconds, I will be most grateful if you would please rate and review. To hear more episodes, please subscribe to the show and visit undercurrentstories.com. If you leave your email in the link, we will notify you as soon as new episodes are released. Also, check out our social media links, details of which can be found on the show notes. Until next time, this is Bob Wells wishing you all the very best. 